0: Hey everybody, I am so excited to do a stand-up show for you. I have a show booked just for you, Wednesday, November 23rd, the night before Thanksgiving, Mario's Dockside in Bridgewater, PA, 8pm. Go to JimCren.com for tickets. I hope to see you there. Perfect night, get to sleep in the next day, have turkey, night before Thanksgiving. Come out to Mario's Dockside in Bridgewater, PA, out in Beaver area. I'm looking forward to all my friends out that way, and uh, it's not that far from the bird. It'll be uh, probably, God, this is one of the first shows I've done in about six or seven months. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see you there. I'll see you there night before Thanksgiving. Thanks. You're listening to the Pittsburgh Podcast Network, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, Google Play Music, and Stitcher Radio. Just go to any of those apps and search Pittsburgh Podcast Network. Enjoy the show. It's Jim Cran, no restrictions. Thank you so much for streaming and listening. You're hearing the sounds, of my buddy Slim Forsyth, guitarist, singer extraordinaire, and just all-round good person from Hangs at Needs Hotel, the one of the great bars in the city. I love Needs and Jimmy Needs here. We're at the Laney's having our coffee. We're all kind of waking up. This is bar owners and musicians and comedians, man. This is called the Wake Up Show this morning. We- <laughs>
1: Great to be Listen, here.
0: Thank, good to see you, my brother. I, you know, you you are uh, such an interesting uh, uh, gentleman, and I mean, gentleman is in the sense of one of the kindest people I've ever met. It, it, it's amazing, you know. I, and you have a very colorful story. Uh, you're, you're as we all, everyone has a, has a path and everything in their, in their lives. But man, Slim, when I started to read yours, you're very humble in a lot of ways. I'd be like wearing some of the stuff you did and said on, on my sleeve. <laughs> But for instance, uh, <clears throat> you, I remember hearing, Jimmy said, you you had actually did charity in Calcutta uh, with Mother Teresa. Yeah.
1: You right? Good. Yeah, believe it or not, that we was a while ago put
0: now. You're know, put that
1: right up Way on back. All right, brother. In the summer of 1988, so that's almost hmm. 30 years ago now. Yeah, but I and was, what briefly. Ma- what
0: makes you, now no, Slim is a, uh, a folk Folk rock, I think. I think rockabilly is what I'd describe your music. It's it's interesting. You can categorize it in a lot of ways
1: because you could be a little bit blues, you could be a little rock, you could be a little folk. I'm little not a big guy. A lot. Not a big guy on categories, but if yeah. I had to describe uh, it myself, I like the phrase classic country western. Okay. But I do a lot of mountain lot. mountain gospel, bluegrass, rockabilly. All kinds of stuff so, in that genre. So what, what, what makes you... Now, where are you from? Or born and or raised? I was born in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh in guy. 1956. I turned okay. 60 this year. But I grew up cool. in the little northern tier town of Bradford, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. in McKean County. Northwestern in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I know Bradford. Yeah, up man. in the Allegheny Mountains. Mm-hmm. Beautiful country.
0: Now, you, you your music career... You, you weren't a musician. Were
1: you a musician since a child? I know you were uh, into academia, actually. I've always wanted to be a musician since I saw the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show when that I was cool. eight years old. You know, like. Does Slim millions. Whitman have any influence to the name? I Slim Bryant. Is okay, yes, who remember I Slim? We were kids
0: because you know we used to laugh because they say sold more Rick albums than Elvis and the Beatles. But then you look back at the guy's career; he actually did <laughs> sold a lot of albums.
1: That's but, a lot of albums. I well, he was about. pretty
0: big following. You know, we didn't know that as a kid. Yeah. But looking back, but I don't know if that was something you know you, you saw I didn't him on learn TV much about him whatever.
1: Till later, but I took the name Slim because of the stories my father, Frank Forsyth, told me about Slim Bryant and his Wildcats, oh, okay. who were big here in Pittsburgh. But Slim Bryant was a seminal okay. influence on country music yeah. and American music for 50, 60 years. Yeah. And he lived to be over 100 years old. I didn't know that either. And I met him. <laughs> you did? I met him a month after he turned 100. He was signing CDs up at a bookstore in Mount yeah. Lebanon. That's believe too it or funny. Not. Yeah. See, that's. Wow, but he was a fascinating guy. He he was a huge influence. For example, on Les Paul. I mean, the Slim huh. Bryant story is just phenomenal. Really, and my dad knew him and performed with him back in the fifties, huh. and uh, that's how. Uh, so when I this whole uh, thing started happening to me with country western music, I took the name Slim. You were were you?
0: Now you go through school. Uh, where'd you go to college? Pitt. You're a Pittman. Yeah, I got a law Pitt, degree Pit is Pitt it? I, well, I was going to say,
1: that's yeah. why I said academia. You're a brilliant guy and a great lawyer. And well, I was licensed to practice law. I don't know how great uh, of a lawyer so I was. You're, so you're
0: this, this, this practicing lawyer, young lawyer, doing well and, and all that, and that is a great job, respected, well-respected, and, and very lucrative and all that. And you, you left it, I would think, right? Is that what happened? You just said, yeah. I'm tired. Why? You just burnt out on it, man? This business was crazy? Because we all want to do that. Everybody out there is going, you know, what I wouldn't mind doing it. Everybody has that temptation mm-hmm. of like, hey, I don't know if I want to do this. You know, and then it's, it's hard to make that jump in many ways. But you, you did. So it's fascinating to hear what happened. And was it a good move? Was it a great move? What would ha- Give me the moment you decided I'm done and why.
1: The moment... Well, it had something to do with the New Testament, I think. I sure hope. Okay. And well, it had a lot to do with uh, Kierkegaard and a lot to do with being in an unhappy situation. Mm-hmm. And I was it was probably like a midlife crisis, like people talk about. So you were around 40 in, at the time? 40-ish? Well, I was in my mid-30s. All right. Yeah. I was. And... Uh, late twenties, early thirties. I I got my midlife crisis out of the way early. Got it early. <laughs> yeah. So, so you. <clears throat> so what? So you just said I'm I'm done? Well, I had decided to be. Uh, I had been involved in a lot of crazy things before that, and decided at a critical juncture in my life to go to law school and get involved in politics.
0: And ah, I did that. Big, big hot this and
1: hot so this I, month, by the way. Politics. Yeah. Well, I. <laughs> At this point in my life, Jim, I'm a, a silent witness of the great human pageant. But oh, uh, okay. for 20 or 30 years, I was in the kitchen. I got you. I was a loyal foot soldier in the Democratic machine. I was a right-hand guy of Pittsburgh City Controller Tom Flaherty, now mm-hmm. a Judge Flaherty, still a dear friend. And I was a committee man. And so you're in that I whole did. game, that political game, law school, which is, attorney,
0: which is a tough game. I know it's easy to criticize, yeah. but I got to tell you, people that do serve that, this is a service. It, it, it is a tough gig, man, because you cannot please everybody. No matter what decision you make, half are going to hate it, and half are going to love it. So it's a rough gig. So you were involved with that whole thing. It so was. I can imagine that being like a lot of ter- lot of uh, stress and turmoil because well, you can never please everyone.
1: No, that's that's certainly true. I I didn't like practicing law. I did it for just a little while after law school, but quickly got into politics, which was why I had gone to law school. Did you want to run yourself? I had uh, ideas of that nature for a while, but I gave them up and uh, spent, you know, my time those years sort of behind the scenes working for and God others. works
0: in mysterious ways. That was the right decision because you'd never had the fun of you're having now.
1: Had you gone oh, the other no. way? I mean, you may be president.
0: Uh, Whit, you know, Slim well, Forsythe. it's
1: really good that
0: I never Pleasant got Forsyth. I, I was going to call you Slim Whitman because I mentioned him earlier. Now. But Slim Forsyth would be like, because you, you would, you maybe, you probably would beat both Hillary and Trump. <laughs>
1: well, you never know, man. <laughs> oh, think they're coming so. to get
0: me. Listen, they're there.
1: They, are, they found they us. Found, Jim. They found us finally. See, I'm, I got That's two it, gyms buddy. here, so it's hard for uh-huh. your listeners to know. I'll just go. All right, go so you, both,
0: so. so you end up uh, becoming a guitar player. You said your dream. You follow your dream. And yeah. a whole deal. And you say, I'm going to do this, man. I'm done with the politics at this point. I'm going to do it. How do you get to Calcutta with Mother
1: Teresa? How does that, how, how do you make that jump? Well, that was one of those things. I I just, my my dear second wife and me uh, back then, my favorite second ex-wife, God okay. Lover, her, we uh, just sort of... Everyone in. always has a favorite second ex-wife. We try, yeah. Tradition. We tried to follow the words of Jesus when He said, "Sell what you have, give to the poor, and follow Me." We tried to do that as wow. two young people yeah. in American culture, and uh, for about a year or two, it was kind of a, a scary but fascinating and wild ride. And a tremendous sense of joy and uh, relief. We really did sell just about everything we had. Sold or gave it away and wound up on a plane to Calcutta. We worked with the Sisters of Charity here in this country who counseled us on the best way to get, you know, visas and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. And, wow. So we wound up. It was a mind-blowing experience. We wound up on the streets of the biggest and craziest and most horrible uh, and beautiful in some ways city in the world uh, in the summer of 1988 and we were only there for about three months I mean I couldn't hack it I, I don't want you to think I did something like that for 10 years just doing it for we, three days is a lot we sort of you're, came you're back
0: talking about, you know following you know like you said what Jesus says but you know I grew, I'm Catholic and I, and I, I believe in God and I, you know but, but most of us we want to. We really, really want to do that. But we'll be in church and in, in a parking lot going on, and, you know, someone cuts me off. I'm like, I'll rip your head out, Jack. Yeah. You, know, you, you know, it's hard to follow the path, I even know. though we're trying. But you, we I stumble know. quicker. But you really kept uh, toward that path. And that's really hard to do to say, all right. Because once the pain starts of like, yeah, I'm just giving I'm giving away my Rolex and whatever. And then, and then he starts getting you. And, and I think you'd start reasoning away why you shouldn't do it, but you guys kept forward and did it, So three months is a lot. Now, how did you, how did you get the mother
1: to race as a uh, group or?: or, or uh, Well, that was a pretty cool story.. We uh, like I said, we went over there uh, under the auspices of uh, her, her order. the the Sisters of Charity, and we had instructions to report to the mother house, which was kind of on the other side of Calcutta from where we were staying. We stayed in a beat-up old motel called the Paragon uh, with lizards (laughs) on the wall. I mean, it it was just, like Like I said, it was a real eye-opener. You you really (laughs) find out what it means to be a child of the West when you go to the East. And we were in the East, uh, let me tell you. But so we show up at the mother house... And uh, just somebody comes out and hands us a little slip of paper and we turn it over and it says House of the Dying, Caligat, which is the neighborhood. So right off the bat, we were assigned to like, you know, the, the really famous historical place where Mother Teresa sort of got her first gig, you know, the House of the Dying, which back in the days when she began it was really just a, a clean place to die. Mm-hmm. But by the time we got there in the 80s, people had come from all over the world, and medical students would come, and doctors, and all sorts of people, you know, donating funds and stuff. So it's is amazing. It way of, of people. Giving.
0: And by the way, you are a true musician. Uh, only you and I would get that. It just it's almost slipped my mind. But like Mother, you said it's Mother Teresa's first gig, and only yeah, you and well. I would say it that way. Like Mother Teresa, I've been having one. I meant my first gig. Uh, the house is the used to play the little places. Right there beside they got the temple headlines. of Kali. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah it but was. That's pretty cool. And so, did you, uh, at that point, did you ever, did you, I know you worked with her order and everything. Did you get to ever see her? I met her twice. That's what I want Well, to I was, you
1: met her. the what, one time. What was she like? Well, the one time we were just sort of in a room and it was Matt, we all had to go to mass or something. Oh, I mean, was house. she? What was she like? Like, you're going to say, oh, my God. What oh, a, no. Well, what here's a, the. Oh God! Here's God. the story. When we actually met her, there was a big special deal at the House of the Dying. One of the days we were there, we were volunteers. You know, we served meals and handed out medicine and cleaned up beds. And I actually got really good at shaving heads. I would shave heads of men and women, really, prov- like because so they didn't get lice. You oh, know? okay. I could shave a head <laughs> was like a slim, in five minutes. Joke no. Oh no, check it out. In five minutes, with honestly, God, a Bic disposable. Razor and, and you water. Could, yeah, really? I could shave a guy's you were the head. Shave, you were the head. Yeah, shaver. I got really good at it. It was. I mean, the first time I was scared to death, but it's like, hey, this really isn't that hard. And I wonder
0: if Mother Teresa referred to you as the head shaver. Like, well, it wasn't. wasn't going, no, she wasn't around. It the was this other. Yeah.
1: The, her lieutenant yeah, was sister. Guy. I'm forgetting her yeah. name, but she had a she so had a, you, a sister there that kind of ran a tight her, ship. When you met Mother Teresa. Yeah. So here's what she said. So she was there that one day for some kind of special thing. And we're sitting there, and I'm trying to gather up the courage to say, hey, you know, I'm Kevin Forsyth from Pittsburgh. We love you. We, you know, thank yeah. you. Know. Yeah. And I'm, like, choking big time. You know, I'm thinking, yes. oh, man, here's my this chance to talk to Mother living Teresa. Safe, basically. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm dying here. And she turned to us, looked right at me. Maybe just a little farther away from me than you are now. You know, she looked at me, and she said, "Thank you." Wow. And that was That's my interaction amazing. with Mother Teresa. She turned to me and said, "Thank you." Wow. <laughs> wow. You, you know,
0: I remember going visiting the Vatican in uh, in Rome, and then we traveled to Assisi. And I remember heading my wife and I walking into the. You know, we're. St. Francis was uh, buried in you know his tomb, and I remember feeling like really it was a powerful feeling. Man, you could just feel something, in uh, a good energy or whatever. Did you sense that with Mother Teresa? Somebody that holy, them I mean that trying striving to be that pure, that kind. Did you sense anything? Did you feel like wow, man, I am in the presence of, or was, was she just? Just a well, nice the, humble lady. The whole,
1: the whole experience. Which she was. But you know what I'm saying? Was really like sensory overload. Okay. I think so. It is something. And we, we were hot. I got sick. It was total culture shock. Almost every minute of the whole three months, were we people were dying over around hour. you. People were literally dying on the street. I on mean, the streets. It really gave me. A little bit of a different take on poverty here in this country mm-hmm. I mean it's a drag to be poor wherever you are and, and pain is pain but over there, you know people were literally the, the lucky ones had the cardboard I mean they the were livin- had cardboard had the Delivered. cardboard Wow they were living on the wow. street they were dying on the street
0: so it's uh, so far away from us and so surreal. I know we, because we, I sit there and think, wow, you know, trying to put it, but you put it in perspective, but then it goes away after five minutes You you start yeah. whining about, you know, your car making a noise or whatever, you know? know, but it is amazing when you start really, you put that in perspective, If we can somehow wrap our heads around it that these people, it's happening right now, I'm sure, but, but uh, to witness that, man, it must have been pretty intense, huh?
1: I was a witness of of some fascinating things, yeah, it was intense, I mean... I look back on it now. There was a lot of grandstanding involved, a lot of pride, a lot of boneheadedness. Where? You know, on what You know, a lot part? of typical on, slim on, foresight Wait, stuff. on your part? On my part, sure. But, but I do t- feel... Yeah, we'd all
0: be tempted to... I think we'd all would do that to some extent.
1: I, I, I'm sure. We're all humans, yeah. you know. But uh, at the end of the day, I look back on it certainly as one of the greatest adventures of my life. And I'm very happy that I did it. So, and, you, come, um,
0: so you, come back, when you came back to Pittsburgh in... in, in you met, you knew Jimmy Need in, in, in this, mm-hmm. and You live at Need's Hotel. You're the only tenant in years. It used to be a hotel, right, Jim? For men, Jimmy Need oh, hanging out a it. Other, yeah. it was a, it
2: was a hotel. It's a Which great it, bar, as we know. Everyone knows it's, 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 it's great a great bar. It's still a hotel. It's still technically. I have a, hotel. yeah, I have a hotel liquor license. And yes, uh, and it is a hotel. Yeah. what well,
0: that's the name. But it's just a wonderful bar. Uh, I think it's the oldest li- oldest bar in the city. Is it, is it? It has to be oldest liquor license, right? Uh, one of them.
2: Well, we have one less number than every other uh, bar. We were we're in the uh, three digits. So it, it's it's it's. And any any time I call my liquor order, and they said, "Man, you guys are old. You don't have enough numbers in your in your license."
0: So so, uh, so Slim, uh, that's this, this. He's a real humble guy. Yeah. Just talk about like you said. Maybe the perspective after Calcutta. Mm-hmm. You didn't want much, but Jim, you yeah. told the story but, with me when you when you you didn't ask for anything as far as. You know, when you ask
2: for a room. Right. When he asked for a room, he said with something coming available, he said, I just got a job driving a school bus, caddy corner from your hotel. He he said, uh, this would be perfect if I could get a room upstairs. I could uh, get up in the morning, walk across the street, take care of my charges, and then uh, come back, uh, do a little practicing, songwriting. Slim's a prolific songwriter. Mm -hmm. And then pick up the kids and return them to... uh, They're they're homes and then come back to the the hotel hotel and and, and go out gigging at night. So I said, uh, well, what are you moving in with, Slim? Uh, I said that. He said, basically, my cowboy hat and guitar. That's (laughs) That's (laughs) Awesome. kind of min- what we earlier, The picture earlier, this is
0: a Pitt grad lawyer <laughs> yeah, in When <laughs> He's
2: <laughs> to the point now through Calcutta, my cowboy hat and my guitar. It's a beginning, a new beginning. When he dissolved himself of all his worldly goods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, he wasn't too far off. But I said, uh, you know, that room has a, a, a cable. It's set, set up for cable. He said, no. He said, I prefer to uh, read or, or write, write music. And uh, so we got him uh, a, a mattress and a box spring and... A little little chair, and, and I I felt started. like I
1: wound up in paradise. I've been no. there for uh-huh. eight years now, and I say I'm going to leave no a needs hotel in handcuffs or a hearse. I love it there, <laughs> <laughs> handcuffs
0: or hearse. That's sounds I like a it. song. It's like country wrestling song. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Hey, hey, get, let's let me. We'll plug them a couple times. So give me give me every event that because people listening now they're saying, I want to. Oh, I want to meet this guy. I'm going to to meet Slim. I'm going to see what he has to say on stage. Give me your plug out. Plug your events that are coming up. Well, one thing I want to say
1: real quick because it involves comedy. I'm doing it, and it's different for me, but it's an improv comedy night, unplanned comedy, tomorrow night, Friday, on the second floor of the Hop Farm, which is a great little micro brew right down the street from Needs Hotel on the corner of 56th and Butler Street. And I'm gonna go and like just sort of like this, tell yeah. a story, sing a song, and then all these improv comics are gonna stand up and do their thing. Do jokes with it. Okay. Yeah, and if you wanna come along to that, that'd be fabulous. In about a half hour I gotta run and go unveil Mayor Peduto's burger of the month over at Bill's Burgers downtown. <laughs> what an gig but the big thing I want oh, so anyway, the unplanned comedy thing is tomorrow night, Friday at eight, above the hop farm in Lawrenceville. The big thing I want to plug, though, Jim, and the main reason I was happy to come on, is I'm releasing Slim Foresight's Greatest Hits CD. I'm having a huge party at the Northside Elks Saturday, November 19th. That is awesome. And it's going to start at 7 with a Hank Williams tribute show in the first hour with me and my band, the Park Lane Drifters. I got the Beagle Brothers, Molly Alphabet. But at the same time, it's a benefit concert. For one of my favorite charities. Which is? Me. <laughs> We're raising yeah, money. Nice. We're raising the <laughs> well, dough you know. to make two more episodes of my TV show, okay. Live from Needs Hotel, which has aired five times on WQED television and is it. on YouTube as well. And uh, we've had such a, it was Emmy nominated. Wow. Live from Needs Hotel was nominated for an Emmy. By and, the,
2: a golden, uh, and, a and, and the Golden Quill. And the Golden Quill, quill also. Almost fantastic. won a Golden
1: Quill, almost won an Emmy. Wow. Uh, uh, but so anyway. So this will go
0: to, to, uh, uh, to help that, man. So this is kind of like uh, our, yeah. our own little Kickstarter here we're going to do. Right. So, uh, yes, sir. No, so let's, let's show That's up. how he funded the first
2: uh, TV show, through Kickstarter. Through Kickstarter. I you actually did, did raise
1: the dough yeah. online for the first episode. So this is like the second phase.
0: So on November 19th, Saturday, November 19th be at the, is it,
1: Ale- give us the, the Northside North Northside Elks. Side it's Elks. the Allegheny Lodge. Allegheny Lodge. We call it the oh. North Side Elks right. at 400 it. Cedar Avenue. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Pittsburgh kid. Oh, Troy yeah. Hill, North, it's North a nice Catholic room. boy.
0: I know where that is. It's a nice room. <clears throat> Great room, man. So, yeah, we'll, we'll keep plugging that too. I'll have that everybody. Well, everybody thank come, come you so much. I'll tell you what, now, as we're, we're winding down the show here, uh, because uh, we're going to go hang out with the mayor.
1: Yeah, let's go. We're going <laughs> to go pretty
0: soon. you get this burger. Uh, but, uh, I want to hear, I have a question for people who, who sing and, and, and write fabulous songs. I want you to, to we'll wrap the show up with two things. I want you to give us a song in regular, you know, whatever, version, three-minute version, whatever. Your favorite song you ever wrote. And then I want you to sing, and then I want you to choose a song you wish you wrote. You oh, wish I, you wrote.
1: Okay. By a performer. I could.
0: So, so. So yeah, we'll hold the microphones here, and uh, I'll put I'll put mine by your guitar. Jimmy is the other one, and we're we're at the Laney's Coffee Shop, our home base here. And Slim Forsyth. now what's up with the one that you wrote? This is this is the favorite, most favorite song Slim, that, that you have written, Slim Forsyth. Go, ahead, buddy, take
1: it. Well, thanks, Jim. This is uh, one of the best songs I've ever written, and I think it is my favorite. And it just kind of encapsulates. Everything I'm about. I can, can. You have you got three minutes? Can I? Well, this is down on my knees at Needs Hotel again. Last night I sang my heart out at the Thunderbird Cafe. We must have played them. Every song we know And a couple we don't know The Folks all clapped and hollered But when my work was done I was standing in a crowded room alone So I hitched a ride to Morningside With a fiddler from Point Free We took the shortcut up through Stanton Heights and I got up this morning and walked back down that hill And wandered through the day until tonight And now I'm down on my knees at Needs Hotel again Praying for the strength to stay alone Praying for the grace to heed the truth I know so well Down on my knees at Needs Hotel You know, dear friends, a great American songwriter, Stephen Collins Foster was born and raised round Needs Hotel. And he's laid to rest just about a half-mile down the road. And that graveyard's good for walkin' and spottin' white-tailed deer. And there's a footpath through the woods that takes me home. Precious Lord, you told the heavy laden that you come to give them rest. When will this restless longing Is there nothing short of dying To ease my aching heart When will your words of comfort comfort me Because I'm down on my knees At needs hotel again Praying for the strength to stay alone Praying for the grace to heed The truth I know so well Down on my knees at Needs Hotel Down on my knees at Needs Hotel Down on my knees at Needs Hotel
0: That was cool, man. All right. That was awesome. Pleasure to play. Where's for the you, Donald brother? Trump? That was tremendous. Huge. Fantastic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, That'll but, all be over uh, in a week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Isn't
0: it, it's 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 intriguing. Who do we? We we to scratch our heads. We hope over dumber dumber. I don't know. It's a, it's one of those elections where everyone you know it's like I don't know. Everybody's like uh, it, it's, it's the cra- one of the craziest ones, I guess. You know, I mean.
1: I it's not a political show or anything, comment.
0: as we know, but still, it's just, it's, but comedically, they've given us a lot of material, so I got to thank them both.
1: Oh, for I know, that. people complain. I said, Are you kidding me? This is hilarious. This is great. Man. <laughs> We're getting a
0: ton of material. All right, as we as we uh, play out the show and, and rap, we'll, uh, we'll play a little bit of I'm going to hear the song you wish you wrote, and we'll we'll, we'll do that, and then I'll start wrapping I'll the show. Well, so I'll tell you what, I'll, you wish.
1: I'll tell you what I'll do, Jimmy. I'll play. My favorite Hank Williams song. Cool.
0: Because okay, let's a huge. What Richard wrote
1: cool. Like I said, we're starting off with a Hank Williams tribute at the right. Elk, Elks on the 19th. And 19th. that's how this new phase of my life, which started about 12 years ago, got started. I started listening seriously uh, to the music of Hank Williams. Perfect way to wrap This is my the show. favorite Hank Saturday,
0: song. November 19th. All right. Don't forget this. This is going to be at the Northside Elks. And it's going to be a a, a great party, man. It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to help, you know, get the needs hotel or the needs tv Live show Live
1: from needs hotel episode it's and, a benefit and, for episodes two and, and that's three. about
0: pittsburgh man that's that's about oh, pittsburgh yeah. really it's what it's about the arts the musicians comedians and support of pittsburgh uh and also quickly the com- the comedy show you're doing is uh this is friday, friday tomorrow yeah, night yeah, in, second
1: floor above the hop farm 56th and butler street
0: uh, in lawrence hill eight uh, o'clock eight unplanned o'clock. comedy all oh, right man good buddy good give us give us your favorite Here all you right
1: let's try this Lost Highway yes. I'm a rolling stone all alone and lost for a life of sin I have paid the cost when I pass by all oh, the people say just another guy on the lost highway I was just a lad nearly 22 Neither good nor bad Just a kid like you And now I'm lost Too late to pray Lord, I paid the cost On the lost highway Just a deck of cards And a jug of wine And a woman's lies Make a life like mine Oh, the day we met I went astray I started drifting down That lost highway Now boys don't start You're rambling round Down this road of sin Or you're sorrow bound Take my advice Or you'll curse the day You started drifting down That lost highway
0: My buddy slim foresight thanks brother thanks for hanging out thank man i appreciate God it left. we're at the laneys and of course frank merger dave settlemeyer wayne weill and uh, jimmy neat hanging with us thanks jimmy uh,
2: thank you you know what I, I got a lot of new material for my slim foresight museum tours. <laughs> <laughs> if you really like yeah. you get to see the museum tour not a lot of people get to see it S- slim, and I were, slim and i were sitting at the end of the bar one day <laughs> middle of the afternoon i said That's awesome. Slim, I'm a man with modest means and modest abilities, <laughs> but before I die, I'm going to turn this place into the Slim Foresight Museum at Needs Hotel. <laughs> and I got
0: to see it, man. And a couple it, times. Then he You're looks. I'm yeah, very honored. Very yeah. honored I
2: <laughs> so Slim looks at me and he says, I don't think you can do that, Jim. And I said, Why not? He says, because in this town, you'd have to call it the UPMC Slumforsky Museum <laughs> at Needs Hotel. Hey, we'll take now, the sponsorship.
1: Now, Jim, I've agreed to serve oh, as interim God. curator oh, okay. until a permanent replacement can be found. <laughs> <You're
2: gonna> be <laughs> <laughs> so so three, three months go by, you know, we, yeah. it was just like idle conversation at the end of the bar. And and Slim came into the bar and he said, follow me, boss. So we yeah. walked out the front of the the bar yeah. went around the corner, went up to a stairwell dedicated to get to the third floor <laughs> where his, his room is. Yeah. And we start climbing the steps. And lo and behold, there's all kind of slim foresight paraphernalia, including uh, Jimmy Cran. Oh, man. See? Uh, look, yeah, uh, yeah right, uh, right as you come to the top, you're you're in the middle. I am very honored. Yeah. I really am. That's my place. It's
0: You are the man. Well,
1: meeting you and with you has been a big break for me.
0: Oh, well, you know. It was a blessing. Was blessed to meet you. You'd come in my life. Leave me, Slim. I appreciate it, brother. Thanks for being on the show, man.
1: Your comeback show at the Biome was the second biggest crowd I've ever played for in my life. Second only to Punxatani on Groundhog's Oh, State. well, you can't beat Phil. <laughs> Phil's the man. That's
0: right. Slim Forsythe, Jimmy Nee, Thanks, guys, for being on the show, man. It's Jim Crane. No restrictions. And thanks, everyone, uh, for listening. And most important, I appreciate that. Thank you. Hi everybody, I'm Craig Wolfley and welcome to a new season of Pre-Game Meal with Tunch Ilkin and myself. We're going to break down each and every Steelers opponent and you'll get the best right here on the Pittsburgh Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to the Pittsburgh Podcast Network. For more content from this show and other podcasts from your favorite Pittsburgh personalities, subscribe for free
1: on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, Google Play Music, and Stitcher Radio. Just search Pittsburgh Podcast Network on any of these apps and check us out at pittsburghpodcastnetwork.com. Thanks for listening.